Shalom, I'm Dr. Yana Sanders, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on a life-changing journey as we return to the original language and culture of the Word of God together. TheFoundationNest.com is offering a program with you in mind for those who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord. This program is called Hakan Ivri. It's found at www.thefoundationnest.com. You can click on the name Hakan Ivri and walk with us. In this exciting program, you will learn about ancient rabbinical literature that is found in the Word of God. Also, when the Lord spoke many of the teachings that He shared that are recorded in the Gospels, He referenced some of these ancient writings. You'll also understand the history behind many of the sayings that Yeshua spoke the Hebraic idioms in Scripture. We have many topics that we'll be covering, but the reports have been incredible from the people who have already been walking this path, that their eyes have been opened to a brand new way of engaging with the Lord, of seeing Him truly in His true setting, with His language, with His culture, and engaging with the Lord in such a way has brought new depth and meaning to their lives. I would love to walk this path with you. If you'll go to this website, www.thefoundationnest.com. Now that's all one word, thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab, Hakan Ivri, and let's walk together and discover the ancient paths, again, that are unfolding in this day and this era to draw all of us into a deeper union with the person of the Lord. I look forward to seeing you there. Shalom and shalom. Hi, guys. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and this is Origin Gate, and this is Stevie McKee. Today I've got the privilege of having a chat with my mum and dad. Um, my mum and dad were they've got amazing stories about the heritage they've got. They were my mum was brought up in the Apostolic Church, um, and my dad got saved in the Apostolic Church from when my mum was given her testimony at the age of fifteen, and they've had incredible experiences in that church because that church actually came out of the Welsh revival, and. When we used to go to Wales, the presence and the power in that place was incredible. I mean, I remember as a young boy, and it impacted me so much. Like, the preaching was not just normal preaching, like five points in a poem. <laughs> it had a lot of presence, a lot of power, especially a man that really impacted us. It was called, <clears throat> um, what was his name again? David Morris. David Morris. He really was so powerful and anointed and... I, I say it like he was like an oracle. They, they had something beyond their day, I believe. And the presence in the place of worship has impacted me ever since. And, and my mum and dad were part of that. My dad was an elder in the church for, for years and years and years. And they experienced so many incredible things, even even revival in, in, in the local church. 
Like, they had maybe, was it six or seven people in your local assembly? Three, well, four. Three or four. <clears throat> Three, Three or four. four people. And then there was a prophecy saying within a few weeks the place would be full. And that place was actually filled up with about 70 or 80 people the next few weeks after that. Packed out. Like, unsafe people, not just people coming from another church. It was totally packed. So they've saw amazing, amazing things. But they always knew there was more. So I just want my mum to share just something of the more, something that she has saw that she wants to share with us. So just go for it, mum. Just feel free. I want to speak about a dream that the Lord gave me one night about worship in heaven. And what the Lord showed me in that dream was the Lord. He was in the cross. And his words were, Unto thee, my Father, do I commend my spirit. And in my dream, I said, But where did, where, where did his spirit go? His spirit went to heaven. And then the Lord took me to the upper room where they were all baptised in the Spirit. And then the Lord said to me, The Holy Spirit is our wings. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So since I had that dream, I realised there was a way to heaven for to have spirit, to spirit worship with the Lord. The Holy Spirit is our wings that takes us in <coughs> to the heaven to be in unity with the Father and its two hearts entwined together entwined in to one heart in heaven and since that happened to me it taught me how there were a higher place that we can go that the Lord had opened up the way in the cross and when he said to his disciples I go away, but I will leave you a comforter. I saw in my dream that the Holy Spirit was left not just as a comforter, but as our wings to take us up into heaven, into heavenly places. That's powerful. That's really powerful. Because even though... You've both seen incredible things in the apostolic church. Like, like to tell Dad just what it felt like way back. Because even though you experienced that, that's what I'm getting at, you know there was more, and you always long for the more. But just briefly for a few minutes, just tell what you felt when you went to the apostolic church. Not about the actual building or whatever, but the actual... What it was like, because for me it impacted me so much. So how did that impact you? Well, uh, um, 
I know it the, the same as yourself. Whenever I went into the meeting and the Holy Spirit would come down and you would feel the presence of the Lord, especially in song. We had tremendous, awesome meetings and it lifted the whole spirit of the meeting and expectation. There was anticipation always in every apostolic meeting where you felt the Holy Spirit was in charge. And then, of course, there would be the time when there would be a silence, but the awesomeness of God's presence mm. was still there, mm. and there was an anticipation, a tremendous expectation of the word of the Lord to come through the prophet. Mm. And um, the, the, the marvelous prophecies we used to hear were so powerful. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, everyone just received it as from the Lord without question. It was like oracle speaking. <clears throat> yeah, they were, they so were amazing. Yeah, they, they were absolutely amazing. And even though, although we are saying that was amazing, obviously you've always been someone that I always remember, like you knew, yeah, that was amazing, but you always longed for more. You always said there was more. So yeah. talk about, about that. Well, I remember, in fact, when uh, we always believed that there was, you know, my wife and I, I'm, I'm talking about, we, uh, we always believed that there was something deeper, something higher, something from on high that just was drawing us higher up the mountain mm. to be closer to the Lord. And, I remember, uh, and, sorry for interrupting, that there was that man David Morris we spoke about, he preached with such unction. <clears throat> and he actually said that. He said, it's time for the church to come higher up the mountain. He was the first person I ever heard using language like that. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> Pastor David Morris, when he spoke that particular night, he was absolutely carried up by the Holy Spirit and every word that came from him, came through him, was from the Holy Spirit. And what uh, uh, it just caught my attention. Whenever he spoke, I knew that this man's got something that we've been looking for. And we felt that we had to go down this road. The prophecy was, to uh, the word of the, the Lord through him, I should say, was prophetic in the sense that he he was throwing stuff to us from the throne, feeding us with stuff from the throne to bring us higher. There is something more. There is treasures in the treasure house of God yeah. that we have not yet discovered. Absolutely. And I believe that this is what we need to do. That is fantastic. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I remember the feelings in those meetings, and I talk about it a lot. Like, I remember one time we sung about the blood. There was a, an old hymn about the blood. And actually, the people who were... It was quite scary because people started screaming because the demonic could not stay there. I mean, it was so powerful that night. But, yeah, just to go on, as you as you were saying, like, you knew that there's something more, a greater dimension, something higher. What, what, do, you, what do you feel that is? I mean... Mum and Dad are both 82, just to let you guys know who are listening. But to be honest with you, they've received, like, the new, if you want to call it the new, the new things that God's doing, sometimes greater and easier than some young people that I know. Because you, you have been so open to the new things God is doing. So you want to talk about that, what God's doing, or what do you feel? What do you sense God's got? What do you sense God's doing? I mean, you've seen the old, you've seen the, the glory that was the olden glory, and it was utterly powerful. 
But what do you think God's got? What do you think he's doing now in this day? Well, when when you look at the day today, the state of the churches today, and this is going right across the the, the spectrum, that when you see how that uh, comparing what we had seen and experienced, knew there was something more, we were searching for something more, and the only thing we could really depend on was the word of God. And when you looked in the word, and the Lord says in the last days we'd pour out His Spirit. And we're saying, well, but there's got to be more than just speaking in tongues, for example. There's just got to be more than tongues and interpretation or prophecy, an apostle and prophet ministry. There was something more than more and more than that. That That is so good because... It, there's something beyond even the gifts. I mean, even though yeah. we saw the gifts, there's something beyond that, as absolutely. you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Because beyond that, I mean, it was a, a sort of stepping, as it were, to us anyway. We didn't understand the language then, but we see it and feel it and know it to be spoken about so much today, now, uh, in this present day that we didn't hear then. And that was the word kingdom. And I believe that the Lord was preparing us to exercise kingdom authority, kingdom power, kingdom assertion, knowing that we were uh, uh, like the the prophets of old would speak as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I said, just the same in this respect, that when everything Jesus had said about the kingdom, he always spoke about the kingdom. And yet we felt, well, why is the church no practicing it why are they not putting it into action and that was what we felt that's so good that that is really good because although we saw amazing things basically it was like an age where it was just gifts and it was just like you're saying we told people (coughs) they were baptized in the spirit if they spoke in tongues but actually the baptism of the spirit is what means you're actually saturated you're immersed in god so it's not just a gift of tongues. You might speak in tongues and that's great, but that doesn't mean to say you've been immersed in God. There's something greater that God wants to do in our day, as you said. Well, for example, when someone speaks in tongues, now I know there are different ministries in, uh, regarding the speaking in tongues, and some people don't understand that these things because uh, they've ne- maybe never heard them. But at the same time, uh, as Stephen was saying there, it's more than speaking in tongues. I mean, as Paul says, Paul would say that if a stranger came into the meeting and we all spoke in tongues, will he not say you're mad? So it it, it makes sense to say that if there's a, a word in tongues or whatever, it could be that the Lord is trying to guide and lead us into, if we're speaking in tongues, it could be for interpretation for the man, so that the man or the visitor would understand what was being said. But the point is, God still wants to do something more. Absolutely. Something greater than just a gift. Yes. We think we think that all the tongues and whatever is just for the church, but it's no. It can be for the unsaved, because many people, many many a person has been saved through prophecy and interpretation who didn't really know what was going on. And when the Lord spoke to, when the Lord spoke through the prophet or the speaking in tongues and interpretation, the person would be convicted because, in fact, there was a time when uh, in one of the assemblies, the local assemblies, there were a, a, a fishermen who came from other countries and they called the fishermen, the fishermen's mission. And they came into the meeting 
and there was tongues and interpretation, and after, the, after this was given, one of the men stood up and said, that was a perfect interpretation of the tongue, because that was his native tongue, and he recognised it. Yes. I said, these are the powerful things that we want, we're yeah. wanting to see manifest in the church. That's powerful. For the church to be seen as to be stronger than Goliath, mightier than any other power. The Holy Spirit took charge. That's right, we need, we need that. And we need God to take charge again, really, to, to be in possession of the whole thing, because Jesus is the head. So, Mum, when you were telling that story... Well, that dream that you had, really, God was showing you that we need to worship and live beyond the veil. Yes, yes. We must worship in heaven beyond the veil because the, the place was opened up for us in the cross when Jesus shed his blood and we're meant to worship right in through the veil. And the Lord will reveal his plans to us. The Lord has a path made out for us. And if we enter right into that heavenly place with him, and that communion with him, he will reveal his heart. And he will reveal the things that, he is, that is going to happen in the future. And that's the way the prophets lived in the early days. That's why they could prophesy. And it was like coals of fire coming from their, their mouth. It was coming from their innermost mm-hmm. being. Like rivers of living water. The words, when the, we need to go back to when the Lord said, I speak only the words that my father tells me. Mm. So if we learn to go into heaven, right through the veil, we will speak out the words that the Father has taught us and what the Father is telling us to do. That is powerful. And I agree. It's like Isaiah when the call from off the altar was put on his lips. We need again to be like those oracles where where the call of fire is put on our lips and it all happens from beyond the veil. Yes, it reminds me of that old song, Within the Veil. Do you want to just read the words from that? Yeah. Sing it. Go for it. Well, Sing it. <coughs> just quickly. The, the, the words of the, this chorus was, uh, was really good, and it was, uh, Within the veil I now would come Into thy holy place to look upon thy face, I see such beauty there, none other can compare. I worship thee, my Lord, within the veil. There you go, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today, and I hope you enjoyed that wee session and that song at the end. Within the veil. Remember, everything must happen within the veil, beyond the veil. Yes. Take care, guys. There you go. That went not too bad. Oh, I can't see that.